Yeah. So we'll keep on updating you as we go along. And um, there's the email address. In actual fact, the last thing I would like just to say is that we have our prayer watches. And so for those of you in your prayer watches, be aware of what we are sharing. It's also our opportunity and our responsibility to pray into these um, things and situations. Thomas, I'm going to invite you to join me um, as you share God's word this morning. Now, finals did a bit of an introduction last time and last week, so I'm going to take the privilege of doing the same. We get paid, actually. We, we um, work on the DOP system. Uh, we, we buy each other a cup of coffee. I don't know what you guys are thinking. So that's what we do. So, uh, yeah. So just, just for those who know Finus for quite a while, he's, a, he's one of those people that he said to me last week, I, you can go to war with me, and he's absolutely right. We can stand together in war. But what I honestly love and what we love is that Farnes is those unassuming people. For those who've met him, he makes the most amazing curry. He loves to braai. If, if you go to his home, he's very pedantic about his uh, braaiing uh, way of doing stuff. And everything is on its place. And, and it's lovely to see it. But equally, what I like and what we like in ministry, what we've seen in working together. Firstly, he was holding the space of admin. Then he stepped aside and came back as an intern. And he never left. For years. So we had a farewell for him, but he never left, <laughs> which I didn't understand how this works at the Bay until later. Found out, oh, that's just the way we roll. We have farewells. It's just a fake thing. And we just do it because we can. And so Farnas, Farnas stood in. And then we have what we call Fed Cook Fridays uh, at the staff uh, sometimes. Not every Friday. Please don't get this wrong. And uh, it became such a beautiful time for us to connect and to see Farnas. He makes the most amazing curry. Mama would make the Fed Cook and it's time together. But here's the part that I love. When Farnas has something, and with Jeanette as well as a couple, and God speaks to them, they go all out. And so I can tell you background after background of how they've sp- spent time praying together, searching God's heart, putting together, for example, the 21 days fast and prayer, and the list goes on. But there came a time that you see in Farnas's life that for those of us who've, who've walked with him, he has a beautiful father's heart. And today I want to honor God for this couple for what they mean to us as the body of Christ. They are pure pillars in the kingdom of God. And because of that, we grow and we strength are strengthened by them. And we honor God for you today. And we want to say thank you to both of you. Amen. We're going to pray for you. Yes, you can. That's fine. Okay. I never ever thought I'm going to stand and honor an Afrikaner here on the stage. How's that? Just throw that one in. No, no. Don't, don't get me wrong. Let's just pray for Farnas as he's prepared his heart and, and for a few of us here today to share God's word. Lord, we thank you for this family. Thank you, Father God, that the heart is to serve. Today we ask that as we commit them to you, let your perfect will be done, not by might nor by power, but by your Holy Spirit. And today, Spirit of the living God, we hand over your vessel to you, Father God, as he breaks bread with us and shares your word to let us grow to a spiritual maturity according to your word and desire. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to continue. Uh, Jerome is going to come and sort it out. So after all that introduction, uh, there's nothing left for me to say. <laughs> because honestly, I, I, I didn't know what Pat was going to share on. And, and I said to Errol, he he just covered my preach. It's, it's done, so you can go home and have lunch. <laughs> Are you winning, bud?
Right, so last Sunday, um, Errol was up here, and he was sharing with us Siakula, uh, and it was amazing. I sat here in awe of what, what, what is it that we're hearing? What, what is, is it that's playing out in front of us? Because if you listen to what Pat, all the issues that Pat listed there, those are pretty serious stuff. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's not going to end here. And, and I, w- I just want to speak into that. So when I was listening to, uh, to Errol, I heard him speak into thy kingdom come in a way that, I've, that, that, that other churches and other bodies are crying out for, yearning for. Uh, guys, we mustn't underestimate what's happening in the bay. And I'm not just promoting the bay and punting the bay and at, at the cost of others. Just, just hear my heart on this. There's, that's not me. There's, um, it's, it's, um, so there's, there's things happening uh, that would appear to be behind the scenes. And, and all of a sudden, we are witnessing thy kingdom come. We had a physical demonstration of taking our church beyond the building, beyond these walls. That, that's what I was listening to. That was what I was hearing last Sunday. Is Remember, so, so there's this theory about the seven mountains, the, 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 the church, the family, the economics, the, the education, the arts, the media, uh, business, more or less those seven. But... The church has been inward looking. The church has been sitting on its own. It isolated itself from the other mountains. What I was listening to Errol uh, last Sunday is they're not doing that. That's not the model they're following. They are going out there and they're engaging with the other spheres. That for you, that let me just repeat, the seven mountains were two wise old Bill Bright and Cunningham were, were from campus and from another organization. And they, they asked themselves the question, so what constitute a, a society? If, if you say there's a society, what is it? What does it look like? And they came up with the seven mountains, the seven spheres of influence. Okay. So that is what, what is behind it. And the church has been, as I say, has been isolated, separated, and divorced from the others. And the church was okay with that. The church was okay with that. You come to us, and, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll scramble your head, and, and we'll do things to you. And, but when you go out there, you're on your own. There's been a, a divorce and a separation. And last Sunday... I heard this man share his heart. What, what happened is that John the Baptist, I, I was just reading it in the week again, and, and, and just the enormity of it is that John was settled in a single place. And it says people from other regions and other areas came to John. So John was, was sitting and he was working from a base and the word went out, and more and more people came to, to him. And Jesus said, and, and I believe that this is one of the offenses between uh, uh, John and Jesus. When Jesus came, he said, no, 
I'm not going to sit here and wait for the people out there to come to the church. I'm going to go to the prostitutes, to the beggars, to the lawyers, to the tax collectors, whoever. And he changed it. He tipped it upside down. And this is what I was starting to see uh, from, from Errol last Sunday, is how effective they are starting to engage with the people out there. It is marketplace ministry in action. There's so much written and so much talk about marketplace ministry and having apostles and prophets in the marketplace and not just in the church. And I love that. I'm, 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 I go for that. I, it's, it's good news for me. But what the demonstration was is how effective it is. This is what I want to ask Errol. This didn't, Errol didn't sit one day and got a phone call and somebody said, you know, Errol, I've got this recipe. I've, I've got this, this format that I would like to share with you, how to do an NGO. It didn't happen that way. Somewhere, somebody was sitting on their own and engaging with God and asking God, what is my purpose? I know my identity. I know who I am in Christ. But what is my purpose in this life? Tell us about that. Thank you, Carlos. Um, sure. You're absolutely right. I, I sat one day and I said, Lord, firstly I heard somebody at a Bible school that I was at said, I want to die empty. And that challenged me. Because I had to ask myself, what does that mean? And I sat, I've, I've been serving in the NGO sector for just over 30 years, and I've never seen the church attached to an NGO and have the order right. Because in the NGO world, the people separated from the church. And a church, because of either whatever's happened. And that's not truly holistic. And the model we looked at is, is a, it's a long one, but it's broken down in the following. It's a biomedical, psychosocial, spiritual model. Meaning, oh, can, you, can you say that again? I will say it again. Biomedical, psychosocial, spiritual model. What that means is it's a holistic approach to someone's life through their health, through spiritual understanding, through an understanding of their own mental state and where they're yeah, at, yeah. their needs through the relief, and holistically, not in the new age holistic way, but in the Gospels and the Bible understanding. And I have never seen an expression of that in all 30 years happen in the life of the church and a church. And so my commitment was that I can't just let Siakula be a cut and paste uh, kind of organization, but we really hear the heart of God of what it looks like as an expression through the church, through the church that his manifold wisdom will be made manifest through us. And sure. it's through the church that we see this. So Siakula is not the, the thing to look at, nor the Bay City Church, but the church. Yes. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And that's kingdom mindset. So we don't carry the label of the Bay City Church now. We are children of God. And that was my desire so that we see that expression through a diverse group of people and what that looks like. Now, you would agree that what Pat just showed us is, is actually, you know, we, we've, you've heard this thing, A Perfect Storm. So it, it's a movie that they made in the States about two weather systems that merged together and created this perfect storm that, that, that just blew them away. It was unheard of. It, we are witnessing a perfect storm gathering together. We talk about nature. We talk about energy. 
petrol and electricity. Just think what's happening in that sphere. Governance. Oh, this morning, just switching on the TV and listening to, to what's, what's happening. And, and the stuff that Pat has touched on, how confusing. Two gazettes on one day. I mean, come on. And education. He, he, he touched on the sex education. Guys, this is my list. I never, I never compared notes with Pat. Water. They say the next big fight. If you think electricity is a chamos, wait for the water problem to hit. It is, if you statistically look at our, at our water situation, and unless we do something very quickly, it, it is a perfect storm busy brewing. If you look at the conflict, the aggression, people that cannot, that do not have their way. Um, we, 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 have a, we have a democracy. We have unions, and, and I'm not against unions. I, I, I went through all of that. I'm part of it. I'm, I'm okay with that. But here's the problem. If you don't give me what I want, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to hurt you. That is the worrying part. The conflict, the aggravation is rising and rising. There's a perfect storm. So why am I telling this to you? Is to scare you, to manipulate you, get you so scared that you say, I'll do anything you say. No, thank you, Robin. So this is not to manipulate you, but this is to look at what was shared last Sunday and say, but the answer is in the church. My, my question to you is, do you believe that? Do you believe? Now, now, now you don't belong to Sozo or you don't belong to Siakula. But, and, and I've said this uh, many times in, in eldership meetings and so on. If whatever we talk and discuss here in church, if it doesn't affect the gogo walking across the boulevard to go and work in somebody's kitchen, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time, guys. We need to be inclusive. We need to, to cut across all spheres of involving. What, where am I driving? Where am I going with this? And Pat just blew me away in that last little image we saw there is that person sitting on its knees. So I went and I sat here and Errol and I, and I just absorbed all that you were saying. Um, maybe just now you can go to... We had a brekkie, and, and, and I was just listening to him, and what was exciting is about four, five, six years ago, we as a church worked through the book of Ephesians, and, and something that I take from that time is whatever, more than what you can ask, imagine, or dream. Uh, God wants to take us into that, dare I say, fantasy space where our imagination and our creativity can, what Errol was sitting out on his own long before there was even the word siakula. God wants to take us there. And he wants, and I had a brekkie and we were talking and he started sharing stuff that he's engaging with that is in that sphere. What we saw and we see about Siakula is faction. It is, it is statistically proven. It's working. It's wonderful. It's great news. The church needs it. But this is not where it's ending. There's stuff brewing. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that? I don't want to put you under pressure That's because there's a lot of the stuff was shared very confidential with me. But just give us an, 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 an idea of where's this going? Yeah. What's next? Absolutely. Before I, I share that, I think some of you know the testimony of us as a family, that when you go, come through challenging times, you've got to ask God, what are you doing? 
uh, is this a testing? Is this to grow my faith? And so when we go through challenges, it's not because he's not aware of it. He is fully aware of it. And so we as a family, has co we've come through very difficult times a few years ago. And Siakula, in terms of the idea of God, was, wasn't just in us. It was in so many people in this room, and those who are not here. I'm going to read a quote, and then I'll respond to you, Farnas. God never gives you a dream that matches your budget. He's not checking your bank account. He is checking your faith. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I want to share this morning, that we saw that God was stretching us in our faith. And so with Siakula, and, and we started with nothing, like nothing. But God knew he has everything. And so he was checking our faith. He was checking where we were at. And so we literally by faith took a step. And all he did, and, and Sheldon preached on that a few years ago, what is this that you have in your hand? Just use it. And so we use the seed that God has given us. And for some of us, we put our seed aside and we bury it. We know there are stories in the Bible about our talents and what we do. But we felt that God, with the collective of some of you here, is to take our faith with your faith. And so out of that, we saw God grow the, the ministry of where it is. God so it started to grow the outreach. Even as we were sharing that day, I got a message and I said to Farnas, just what we spoke of, the fruits of that must show. And I want to say this to you, that when you come through stuff and it's difficult, just watch the fruits. If it's not bearing fruit in its season, yeah. if it's not yeah. doing what it needs yeah. to do, cut, God will let it cut off. Yes. But it will grow in its season and time. And there's the test of yeah. what, what God is doing. Sure. Yeah, the, the, when Jeanette and I, were, we were studying with the Jehovah Witnesses, uh, yes, before we were born again. She squeaked to add. Jeanette just wanted to make that clear. Before we were born again. And normally I don't speak out against churches, but this is one incident that I can say. And so this lady, and then the two of us got born again. A guy came and he ministered to us. We gave our hearts to the Lord and she left. And she was in tears, a lovely lady. And she, she wept when she, and she's, her parting shot to me was, Farnas, how do you know? How do you know? And this is me. I go to my Bible, Lord, how do I know? And I open it and it says, the tree will be known by its fruit. Simple as that. That was literally the first time God ever spoke to me. Okay, I want to move on. So it'll, it's true to say that uh, you had to believe right. To do right. Uh, I'm going to come back to this. There's one concept that I want to leave with you today. You have to believe right to do right. We, we are bent on this doing thing and not looking at our belief system. Okay. Um, I touch on identity and purpose. Wednesday, you, you, you alluded to prayer groups. Guys, that little maniki sitting there at the end of Pat. Um, praying that, that, is, that is the crucial part that's the critical part so Wednesday Rod, myself, um, Cecil and uh, Greg we, we pray together on Zoom and, um, and Rod came up I think it was Rod that spoke about the line of sight now if you talk line of sight to me in television when we go out we have to cover a story we don't have the funds always to bounce the story of a low-flying satellite and get it back to base. So we have repeaters and we have smaller units that we drive around. But you need line of sight. You need to see the telecom tower. 
from where you are so that you can line up and you can get your information back home. So in our prayer time, it came up that God is saying to us, you have to have line of sight. So somebody has to move. It's not going to be the telecom tower. When I can't get my signal to base, the telecom tower is not going to move. I'm going to have to move. Okay? So this, is a, this morning is about us positioning ourselves. And that little man on his knees is, is where, where I'm going with this. We need to reposition ourselves. Guys, if you're not involved in a prayer watch, get involved with a prayer watch. I'm, I, I cannot say more about that. Can we have the first slide, Tracy? Thank you. So, there's a solution. And this is a, a scripture that has been coming with, with, with Sheldon and Kathleen for many, many, many years. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. How, what does that look like? It'll, if any time you want to jump in, you say so. Okay, can we go to the second? Oh, I've got the little thingy here. Yeah? And, I, and I can... Here we go. Okay, so I spoke about believing right, Errol, before you do right. I, I just need to, under, to explain that tree for you. So we are all wanting to see the right fruit on our tree. But to get the right fruit on our tree, we have to feed the root system. We have to feed it the right information. Now, you can say, wow, this is biology 101, you know? It, it's not as simple as that. Adam and Eve messed that up badly. And, and we're getting it wrong. And that is unfortunately very often still our default. That we go there without even realizing that we're eating from the wrong tree. Okay. So in modern day, we can say, but if I do right... If Errol did everything right concerning Siakula, the, the, the fruit would have been on the tree. Now, the point that we made there is that the fruit of Siakula's tree wasn't because he was doing, yes, there is, you have to do right. We are predestined to good works. I'm, I'm not against doing. I'm not against good works. What I'm saying is what's feeding it and get the right balance here. So what fed it was Errol and his family spending time with God, hearing from God, listening to the word, praying in the spirit, and, and listening possibly to prophetic utterances that, that, that brought them forward. All right, so can we have the, the next slide? Did I, did I skip it? No, no, that's the fruit and the root. Next one. Here we go. I, I hope I'm on the right one. No, no problem. Okay, so this is the thing that we want to see. We want to see obedience as a fruit. Uh, hang on, guys. Just, 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 just hear me out. Just, just listen to what I'm saying. You know how many times we believe that doing the right thing will deliver the right thing? Nadine, jy is baie vinnig op die, op die trigger daar so. 
I just want to push in here a little bit. How often do we want to eat from the wrong tree? Because this is what we see. The tree that Adam and Eve was not supposed to eat from was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what we often go, and if we look at, listen to what Pat was saying about all these options and all the vaccinations and all the stuff, it's up to me to decide right from wrong, good from evil. And you know where I go often? I say to myself, if I eat from the wrong tree, but I get 80% good and 20% bad, that's, that's a good deal. I'll take it. But God said to Adam and Eve, it leads to death. It's not the solution. So we have to tip it right side up to say it is the obedience is the fruit. It's not the root. Right believing is what, what, what makes the fruit grow. You have to feed the root system to get the stuff up here to sort it. Nadine is enjoying this. I'm, I'm, oh, man, go. Jesus is walking, and he gets to the multitude, and he calls the multitude together, and they say to him, then they say to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent you. What did he address? He didn't say to them, do this, do this, I suggest this, try this out. He never said that. He spoke to their belief system. And the belief system grows the right fruit. The tree arrow will be known by its fruit. That's right. And I think this is important. And we're going to park here a little bit because this is something that, that we need to understand what this morning is about. Our belief system determines the outcome yeah. more than the fruit that determines the outcome. Let me put it to you this way. What you put into your life and what you consume and how you're able to understand that when the weather, the storms come, when we went through what we went through, we clearly heard God saying, do nothing that is in the flesh. It's faith plus nothing else. Yes. Not faith calling the bank to help us. Not faith calling a friend. Not faith and I need a loan. We had to clearly hear God saying, it's me and nothing else. And it's in that that God is saying today that we need to check where is, our, where is the roots rooted on. In. Is the soil right? Is it? Because then the fruits will come out later. And we've got to understand this today as Christians. We are firstly called to look at our belief system, our root system, before we look at anything else. Excellent. Excellent. So today, if you leave here with... Understanding one thing, it's a small, tiny little key that unlocks this. God, Jesus is not complicated. Jesus is not asking us to do it by might and power. He says no. So it's a small little key that unlocks it. And, and if, if we can leave here today understanding what that key is, what is the key that unlocks what, what we are talking about, our belief system? When Joshua, uh, you, you must understand when, when God spoke to Joshua in Joshua 1, from verse 1 to 9, th they now had 400 years in exile. 400. Then they had 40 years in the desert. Now God speaks to him, 
And he says, in three days' time, finally, it's going to happen. What does God say to him? I mean, 400 years, 40 years, you've really been messing this up. You know, come on, get it right now. And what does God say to him? God says three things to him that he repeats three times. He says, be strong and courageous. Jesus would have said, have faith. Have faith. He says, I want to have a relationship with you. And I want to provide for you. Not once did God say to Joshua, look what you're doing. Look at your performance. God spoke to Joshua after 400 years, 40 years, and three days to come. He spoke to his belief system. Because he knew if I can get these guys to believe right, they will do right. Yes, the doing is important. But it starts in the belief system. Are, are, we, are, we, are we getting there? Are we... When Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said, oh, ye of little faith. He was addressing their belief system. Not once did he go to them and say, you know, guys, really, you know, stop doing this. Stop doing this. Because there, there was an a, a issue at the moment when, when he uttered those words. And, he, and all he said to them is, oh, ye of little faith. Meaning, get the roots. Look, attend to the roots and the fruit will come. So I, I covered right from wrong, good from evil, the 80-20%. The and what attracts us to eating of the wrong tree is the good. It's, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, and we think, but it, how bad can that be? It led to death. Okay, so where do we start? And we've covered some of this. We, 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 we're coming on. Our time is looking good. Where do we start? We pray. We spoke about prayer watchers. Guys, you need to engage. Again, I'm asking and I'm saying, if we don't engage every taxi driver that's a born-again Christian, every gardener that's a born-again Christian, every gogo that walks across, every lawyer, every advocate, every whatever you want to put it, and there's a lot happening in that area, we have to start by praying. We have to Spend time in his word. Pat, we have to spend time in his word. And we must allow, according to John 16, 13, allow the spirit of God to guide us. So how do we do this? Um, I'm going to ask Robin. Robin, you've got two minutes, not even a full three. Why I want to hear from Robin quickly is Robin... It was three weeks ago. He came forward and he thought that he had a word from God. Guys, listen to this. It's a practical demonstration of how we work. And Robin had a word from God. And even Edel, Edel was anchoring that morning. Uh, and, and he said, no, okay, um, I'll, I'll park it for one. Don't take offense if the guy in front tells you park it for once. And wait on God. Go and push deeper into it. Pray into this. Stuff like Siakula and what's happening up there it doesn't come easily. That gate is narrow, the Bible tells us. It's a narrow gate. And many go on the wayside, but few enter through the gate. So Robin came and he, and, and he, and he parked it. And then the Sunday, last Sunday, I was anchoring. And uh, before the service, uh, Edel asked me just to touch base with Robin. And I went to Robin. I said, 
you know, um, what, what is God saying to you? And he said, um, no, no, uh, let's wait. Second time. I think I understand what God was speaking to Robin about. Just hear what the, I'm talking about that small key. I want to reveal a small key that unlocks. Okay. <laughs> Two minutes. Okay. Two minutes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, remember when uh, Sheldon was sharing and we were, we were going to bless the children and send them out. And that was when the Lord spoke to me about the day of Pentecost. And I knew it was right at the time because Christine, my wife, if you remember, came and chatted to the children about the day of Pentecost. And I knew that God was speaking, but I didn't know what it was. But what we've heard today is so, so important. Because if we look at, and this is such a well-known scripture, we can almost recite it in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. These are the believers that 3,000 plus that had been saved on the day of Pentecost. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if we had 3,000 people in our parking lot here, who would look after them? Who's going to look after them? Because the 120 did. But were they names out in the marketplace? No. The 12 couldn't cope. The 120 couldn't cope. So what did they, sorry, Farnes, what did they do? <laughs> yeah. But it was under the power of the Holy Spirit, remember? Not by, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Yeah. Okay? So, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And then miracles started happening, and things started cooking. And then, this is such a vital verse, in verse 46, and it says, day by day. Not Sunday by Sunday, but day by day. And I want to encourage you guys. That as a congregation, that we connect with each other, day by day. But we cannot do it because it's not a thing to be done. We need to be led by the Spirit. Okay? We need to be led by the Spirit. The prayer groups. If you feel you're not part of a, a prayer group, grab someone and start one. Yes. You don't have to come and ask me to start a prayer group, okay? Just do it. Okay? That's what needs to be done. Another Nike tick? Let's do it. Okay? But under the power of the Spirit. And so, I think, and then verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily. Folk, we're going to grow. This church is going to explode. It really is. I firmly believe that with all my heart. And we need to be led by the Spirit. Thank you, Robin. That's beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate that. You want to add to that at all? Okay, so um, I just want to step through to the next one. 
So how do we do that? That little guy sitting there on his knees. How practically do we do that? There's two scriptures. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Supplication means to ask humbly. With all supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This is exactly the point Robin made. It starts with me. It starts with me praying in the spirit, asking God humbly, and it ends with supplications being made for all saints. That is the key, guys. That is the smallest key. Paul says, uh, speaking in tongues is, 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 is the smallest of the gifts, but it unlocks so much. It gets us to feed our belief system and not wanting to do the right thing all the time. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. V? Where's V? Come. So last Sunday was, was, was Mother's Day. Shame. Come, come, come. Be bold. She's got a hearing. Okay. Come, come, stand here. Um, last Sunday was, was Mother's Day. And we, and we honored that. Okay. And, um, V's daughter, Cyan, you, I don't know if you noticed, when, once the service started, I, I left and, and V bought her daughter, Cyan, and we went to the foyer and we did exactly that. She asked me if I would come and pray because I've been praying for groups of people for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and Cyan at that point in time didn't feel that she was ready and that was okay. But last Sunday she came and said, now I, I I want it now, and V has I know been standing in the gap and and being supportive as only a mother on a Mother's Day can can be, and we went to the foyer, and sorry if I if I I don't want to compare spiritual stuff, but if ever there was a textbook laying on of hands for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was last Sunday. I explained to her. Why? I explained to her what. I explained to her what I'm going to do, what she's going to do, and what God's going to do. And I lay hands on her, and the breakthrough was literally instant. If you are sitting out there and you've got no idea what we're talking about, we regularly have water baptisms, and we have groups coming together. We give you some literature, and we encourage guys. This is the key that unlocks all the other gifts. There are nine gifts. When you got born again, you had the nine fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, patience, and all that stuff. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is to equip you to walk out this, what Siakula is busy demonstrating to us. We need to be equipped to do that. So that Sunday morning, we went and we prayed with her. How did you experience that? Yes, yes, it's fine. Can you hear? Hmm? Yes. For me as a mother, it was the most magnificent day, the most amazing thing that a mother can experience. Sitting there, knowing that what you are showing to your daughter, what you are giving to her is life. 
you know, and when Fana's laid his hands on her, I was privileged to lay my hands on my daughter. And I started to pray in the spirit. And it came immediately. And she mimicked me and she started to pray in the spirit and the power of God filled that place. It was such a wonderful experience, Varnas, you know. I can't help but to cry because my heart is like that for my children, for all the children, for all as a mother. This is what we want for our kids. You know that we would leave them that legacy of the Holy Spirit in them that they too can be equipped for life. And that they can take that and go and touch the life of another person. Because like Errol and Farnes were talking here, the world is perishing. Our children is busy perishing. What are we doing as parents? What are we doing? It starts with us. And I mean, you see these things here. I came in faith. I came in faith. And I came to lay my family's things down here. I came to lay and I prayed and I travailed. I prayed and I trusted God. And there they are. Two of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not one. Not one. Two of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Both of them. And I'll give you a short testimony of by the little faith. It shows you what Holy Spirit can do in your life. It's action. It's yes, time for yes. action. You do. Yeah. You do. Holy Spirit, you do. He empowers you to do. Yeah. So when I was sick and I couldn't do anything and I was laying on my bed, that one that was filled by the Holy Spirit on the 21st of November, right here in this church. She said, Mommy, I'm taking an over. I'm coming to you. You just, she took authority. I said, hello, where's this coming from? <laughs> you know, it's like, woo. And she came there and she came to lay hands on me. Oh, hallelujah. And with what little faith she had, she trusted and she believed. And with the Holy Spirit in her, by faith, she laid her hands on me and she prayed and she said, be healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. I was healed instantly. That's not all. Now, Sian was only filled with the Holy Spirit on Sunday. On Sunday. So what, what, what Suleen came to me with and she healed me, I got up and said, right, I'm ready. I'm going. I'm good again. Right? So now, CN gets sick. So I go there in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I loved my child. And I hugged her. And I laid with her. And yes, I empathized with her. And then I took up my authority. And I said, by the power of God, you are healed. Right now, get up. She will testify that she was healed immediately. Amen. Immediately. Immediately. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Then, this is threefold. Then it's threefold. Now, Sian was filled last week. So, a brother was sick in the house. Come on. Come on. The brother was sick. She told me, Mommy, I went there because she saw what the sister Suleen was doing to her. 
when she was sick because Suleen laid hands on her and prayed for her in her own home. And then she went to her brother. And with what little faith she had, she laid her hands on her brother. And she said, be healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. So we all need the Holy Spirit in our yes, lives. Yes. And I thank Basity Church that they have people like Farnas, like Errols, like, like there's Marcy's Nadine's, all the teachers, all the mentors, all the, the people that can influence us as Christians. But we all need the Holy Spirit Amen. because we need power for action. We need power for action to go out there. It's not here. It's not only here in the church. You can go to the parking lot. You can touch the life of somebody outside. It's God in us. We need to be empowered as people in this church to go out there and live out the gospel you, there Lord. so that people can see God in us. Amen. Amen. So thank Amen. You. Thank, thank you. you. When I, when I, uh, when I uh, said to Errol, I'm going to ask V to come and share that incredible testimony, and I got her on the phone, the only way that I could explain V to Errol was, you take a two-liter Coke bottle, you pour out half, you put it in the sun, and then you shake it, and then you open it. <laughs> that, <laughs> add Mentos, okay. Yeah, just before... Shares, um, with the testimony of the young man of last Sunday, we, when he came and we said, and I spoke to him and we prayed for him and I said to him, you need to do what you need to do. But when you come back, there's two things, like I said, we want to do is the first one is to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And the second one is with water. And why I'm mentioning this is that through ministry and what we've seen through Siakula as well and what we do is that our responsibility is to understand there's a, there's a group, there's a family that is four children that got added to it. And, and Trace and I shared, and I shared with the team, and one of the team members on Friday, I said, it is our responsibility to lay hands on these children that their destinies will be changed yes, because yes, of what we all. see by the power of God and yes, what happens. And it's not us, Siakula. We are the vessels. And the word there is dominus power of God. It's that power of God that drives within us that is, is been made manifest um, a few months ago, Johan, sent um, us an email, Sheldon and I, and a message around the scripture that he asked clarity on, which was, uh, why did Jesus, um, in, in, in terms of the miracle, spit on the ground? What was, what was that all about? Firstly, there's uh, some commentators that say he never had eyes in his eye sockets. But the, the uh, manifestation there wasn't him trying to show anything else, Jesus now. What, what happened is that he spat in the ground because of the dominus power, the power within him. And he says, it's that same power that is in you. Sure. And it's that same power yep. that will heal you. It's that same power till today that will see people raised from the dead. And we need to understand that this as the church. When people come up for prayer, it is their faith with ours that will activate their healing. And we need to be prayer for that. And this is what this is about. This is all preparation ground of what's to come yes. and where God yes. is taking us. Exactly, Errol. I was just thinking that imagine... If we look at, at the fruit on the tree of Siakula and of Sozo and of the Bay City Church, as it is, and you add the element that V and, and Robin was, was testifying about, they shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Listen to what was happening here this morning. We spoke life and we spoke truth in it. Uh, under the Old Covenant, 
I just want to wrap up. Uh, we've, got, we've got one minute to go. Under the Old Covenant, God went and he wrote. Um, it was so amazing this morning, uh, um, Angus, on his little voice message, exactly the same scripture that I'm going to share with you, with you now. Isn't that amazing? So under the Old Covenant, God said, obedience is the root. Okay, I say obedience is fruit. Under the old covenant, obedience was the root. And God said, if you can be obedient and keep all the Ten Commandments, you will live. And they couldn't do that. So, under the old covenant, we became very sin conscious. Uh, you know, whatever failure we had. But under the new covenant, it, we have become, we should become righteous conscious. Let me explain that. This is the covenant that will, this is what, what Angus was about. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them, and I love this, and he adds. It's like, it wasn't necessary, but let's just add this. And he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Amen. What was he addressing He's addressing their belief system. If we want to see Siakula grow, the bay grow, Sozo grow, our worship teams grow, our infrastructure grow, our, our, we need a new desk, we need a new snake to run to the front, we need facilities to educate and teach and do whatever Sozo and Siakula is already doing. But we need more of that. We have to believe. I just want to go back. Because of the sin consciousness, we have to believe the new covenant with the righteous consciousness. Okay. Adam and Eve. How did Satan manage to change them? How did, I mean, come on. They were in a position that me and you were not. They were in the garden. They were experiencing this massive creation. They were tasked to go and give the animals and the all give names, take control, be the person of authority, run the place. Yet, Satan comes and he manages for them to do the one thing God said they mustn't do. What did he do? He changed their belief system. He went and he said to them, you know, if you eat of that tree, the one he said you shouldn't, you'll be just like him. And they changed their belief system. So if we can feed with our, our belief system, go to the word, pray in the spirit, spend time in prayer groups, spend time um, phoning each other, talking to each other, communicating to each other. Errol, can you imagine, can you imagine what me and you shared at breakfast of the things yet to come? Things that are not in the public domain yet. It's not in the public space. But I'm frothing at the mouth to tell you about it. I have to bite my lip because it is, it is a hundredfold, guys. Yeah. I, I, I kid you. Errol, am I exaggerating? Absolutely not. All we're going to say is just watch this space in light of what Farnes is saying. That's a cop-out. Let's stand.